Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining me for this week's edition of SMIE Consulting Midweek Roundup. I'm your host, Marty Bennett, and today on the Roundup, we're coming to you live from the AIRC conference, their annual event uh, this year in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we're uh, just in the pre-conference day stage. Uh, we, the events, uh, formal events of the conference uh, proper will kick off tonight with the opening newcomer uh, events and opening reception. Uh, today there are two uh, pre-conference workshops. Uh, I'm on the faculty for one of them on the foundations of international student recruitment and uh, enrollment. So uh, we're in a day-long nine-to-five workshop. I've had a little bit of a break here, so I had to come out and do my live. And hopefully um, I'll be sharing with you today over the next few minutes some of the things that have been happening related to international education and how ARC is playing an increasingly larger role in what we do here in the United States uh, related to international education initiatives. So um, today, as I mentioned, I'm starting with a workshop uh, on international uh, enrollment management uh, and focusing on uh, recruitment, especially. Uh, we have uh, a panel of uh, seven experts in the field. Uh, we have uh, folks like Christian DiGregorio from York College in Pennsylvania to uh, Laura Holmes from IDP. Uh, we also have uh, Pally uh, Jansen from uh, Edu Denmark. Uh, we have Alexander Michel uh, from College Connect uh, in, in the German-speaking parts of Europe. Uh, we have uh, Michelle St. Ange from uh, Sunni Plattsburgh. Uh, we also have Vanessa Andrade, Andrade uh, from uh, CSU Northridge. Uh, so a star-studded panel, uh, a lot of expertise in the industry. Uh, that are sharing on this uh, 9-5 workshop today on uh, foundations on international student recruitment and enrollment. Uh, we have 40 participants uh, that are signed up. The greater majority of these are newcomers to the field. Uh, they might have been at their institutions for a bit. Uh, we have about six or seven agencies signed up uh, for the program, which is interesting to see that as part of the uh, the conference itself, uh, being in an enrollment management program. We also have uh, an institution from South Africa who's uh, signed up to be a part of this foundations course. So it's a really interesting mix of, of backgrounds in terms of where, where folks are coming from. Uh, we have, uh, again, a full day. We're about to, I, mean, I finished my first part of the session uh, of the workshop this morning talking about the stakeholders in uh, international education in the United States. So obviously we focused on uh, the U.S. government partners, uh, including the five primary uh, U.S. departments that play a role in international education in the United States, uh, obviously the State Department, uh, Commerce, uh, DHS, Education, and Labor, uh, all of which have roles, varying levels of roles in uh, international education in the United States. So uh, here at the registration area for the conference, uh, again, a few people just uh, arriving today for events later this afternoon uh, for the conference proper. Uh, we, again, this uh, just gives some numbers on this conference this year. Uh, it's record record size for ARC, looking at 475 attendees. Uh, it's the largest in-person conference that uh, the, the organization has had in its 15 year history since it began in 2008. Uh, also largest number of newcomers, uh, over 200 um, first timers at the conference. Uh, from uh, that, so the folks that are reflected in our workshop certainly are among those uh, 200, uh, but we also have uh, uh, quite a considerable amount more. And I think this is this is something um, when we did our lives uh, last year from uh, 
or a year ago from Denver and then uh, in, in D.C. this past May. Uh, that was also a trend we saw. That we're, uh, uh, it speaks to a lot of what's happened in our industry uh, since the pandemic. Uh, we lost a load of senior leaders in our field. Uh, I know our friends at AIEA have uh, expressed their concerns on uh, what they've seen over the years uh, to have uh, so many folks uh, that are new to the profession coming in in the last uh, uh, last few week, few years to the profession. Uh, we're seeing uh, that certainly in international ed uh, here at this conference with a number of newcomers. But we saw that at NAFSA where I think 30% or more of the attendees at, at the Denver NAFSA were new to the, to the first time to the conference. Uh, it speaks to the loss of leadership we've have in our, have had in our profession in the last three or four years. It also uh, is encouraging that we're seeing so many new, new folks coming up and getting engaged in the right organizations like ARC, like NAFSA, uh, like AEIEA and others that are playing important roles, increasingly important roles in what we do here in international education in the United States. Now, uh, at the conference proper itself, uh, it's, again, the receptions, uh, opening receptions tonight, uh, two and a half days full of uh, sessions, uh, starting Thursday, uh, Friday, and then half a Saturday. Uh, we're looking at, uh, I have after this workshop today, uh, have two or three other parts to this workshop that I'm presenting in uh, over the next uh, next few hours. Also have uh, two conference sessions that I'll be presenting in this week, uh, one on um, international student recruitment with limited resources, as well as um, a session on Friday that is an interesting one. It's a roundtable. Um, I was asked to contribute a chapter to an upcoming book on um, called Talent is Everywhere, Opportunities are Not, uh, talking about the, one of the different aspects, many different aspects of international enrollment management uh, related to uh, recruitments. And it, uh, we talk in the, in the book about the entry points that uh, students have and universities have that should be going after that maybe they're not uh, as part of their overall recruitment strategies, that there are many more entry points, potential entry points than the traditional degree seeking students that we often focus on. Um, that, that's where the dollars are really in the end. And uh, at institutions where dollars are driving what, what you do, uh, it's harder to go beyond that, uh, to uh, look at the multiple entry points that you could be preparing a better strategy for and preparing your positioning your institution to uh, potentially take advantage of in the years to come. So uh, that the roundtable session I'm doing on Friday is particularly interesting. It's all around the book chapters that are the eight or so authors uh, have, uh, have written. Uh, it'll be coming out hopefully sometime in the new year. And when it does, we'll certainly share, share that with you here on the Roundup and for our newsletter as well. Uh, we are very fortunate in that um, that the book uh, chapters are also part of this conference session. My, mine is focusing on uh, my six P's of strategic international enrollment management. I'll be sharing bits of that uh, in the workshop today and as well at that specifically on the six P's uh, in my, that's my chapter of the book that'll be coming out sometime in 2024. So uh, we're uh, really looking forward to that session, the eight of us that are presenting and the, and the uh, main book authors and editors. Uh, that'll be Friday afternoon. So very active uh, next three, four days here uh, before heading back to the, the home office in Ohio. Uh, again, for those that are uh, new to the Roundup, um, my uh, primary role is as Director of Global Recruitment and Partnerships at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Uh, they're sponsoring me to come to this event. Uh, I've been on staff with them for over a year and a half now. Um, and 
um, leading the global recruitment efforts and developing a uh, strategic plan that, uh, based on the six Ps, that I've, uh, will be leading us forward in terms of how we approach international enrollment management at the university. So it's not just uh, bringing students in the front door, it's about um, managing them throughout their time at the university and be making them become successful graduates and alumni of the university. So that's, that's the, the focus of what we'll be talking about during the session um, on Friday. But certainly um, wanted to share that with you in case you are coming. And, and I'll be sharing out the presentations uh, on, uh, on LinkedIn as well as uh, in our newsletter and through SlideShare. So uh, if, you're, if you're looking for me on there, uh, SlideShare.net, uh, Marty Bennett, uh, you can search for my presentations in the next week or so when those are done. So, uh, very excited about what's been happening here at ARC. It's an organization that's growing, becoming increasingly involved in some of the advocacy efforts for international education in the United States, and uh, have become part of uh, the uh, partners for the uh, partners for success, the U.S. Part, uh, the U.S. for Success Coalition, excuse me, uh, the Coalition of International Education Associations, higher ed associations in the U.S. that are becoming much more active in. Uh, rallying and advocating for the kind of change we really need to get the United States to a, a position where it has a unified uh, international education strategy for the country. And uh, there's been this joint statement in support of international education that the major uh, players, uh, government agencies signed on to a couple of years ago, and really has, has, hasn't done anything groundbreaking in terms of change other than getting each of those departments focused on international ed as part of their mission. Some have it as much more of a natural focus than others, but each of their agencies, uh, state, commerce, education, uh, homeland security have and labor, have very different missions related to international ed, and it's about getting everybody on the same page and advocating for the kind of structural change to our systems, regulatory changes to um, immigration policy, that need to happen to really allow us to go to the next level, frankly, with international uh, students and study abroad here in the United States that uh, we can't do within the existing structures of the U.S. government at the federal level, which holds back why uh, with our ability to really do what Canada's done in the last 10 years, uh, to triple their international enrollments, uh, to uh, uh, to do what uh, UK and Australia do when having defined international education policies, to have what they call international education champions that are cabinet level, government level positions that coordinate efforts across multiple areas of government. So uh, that's uh, a role that ARC is becoming more actively engaged in, certainly very excited about what that means for, uh, for the future for international ed in the United States uh, in that uh, US for Success Coalition. Uh, that's a particular focus here at the conference. I'm looking forward to having the conversations with our current agency partners, some of our other service providers uh, that we work with or are planning to work with in the coming years. Uh, so there's a real um, energy around this conference that I haven't no, haven't seen in a while. So I'm, I really see the, the future to be quite bright uh, for ARC um, in terms of their uh, the participation of new agencies in the field uh, that are coming in online for this organization and we'll certainly keep you in the loop as to what happens uh, in the newsletter next week. So if you're not already subscribed to our uh, SMIE Consulting newsletter, it's called All the SMIE News Fit to Share. That comes out Mondays. Uh, if you want an email version, 
you can go to ascendmyeconsulting.org slash subscribe. Scroll down and uh, enter your details to get on the email newsletter, which comes out Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern. If you prefer via LinkedIn, uh, just search for all the SMIE news fit to share on LinkedIn, and you'll be able to subscribe to the newsletter there. Between the two uh, versions of the newsletter, we're proud to say we have over 1,500 subscribers, uh, international educators that are uh, making our content a regular part of their weekly international edification. So uh, that uh, LinkedIn version comes out uh, about a half hour earlier than the email version in case you are an early riser and want to get your uh, uh, your content in a digestible format all at once a bit earlier than normal. So that's what we have for you today on the Roundup. Uh, again, thanks everybody for watching live, but also on repeat. We know not everybody can do these things live, and that's fine. Uh, we also have the audio-only podcast version of the Midweek Roundup uh, available on all major podcast providers. So do, do look us up there. Our Podbean account has over 3,100 3, now uh, downloads, so we're very excited about uh, these live chats becoming uh, audio-only versions of your podcast listening habits. So thanks again for being here, and wish you all the very best in the weeks and months to come. Cheers.